הרי למי כאשר עצמי לאכול הצדיקים האמיתיים שבדרכנו לכל הצדיקים האמיתיים שוכנע אפר הקדוש שבשבר עצמה ובפרט לרבנו הקדוש צדיק יסוד עולם נחל נובע מקור חוכמה רבנו נחל נפגע עם שמחה נא נח נח ונח ונאום על זכותו תגן עלינו וכל ישראל אמן So we have uh, two more podcasts to go within lesson 8 of Likuta Moran Tinyana We left off um, at section 11 We talked about uh, the new element of Rabbeinu was saying that the world will be renewed to the aspect of, um, of Emunah, but Rabbeinu adds the element that it will take place in an aspect of Eretz Yisrael, which is Hashkacha. That when the world will be renewed in the future, it will be renewed in the aspect of Eretz Yisrael, meaning through the, the aspect of divine providence, meaning that nature will be completely nullified. And, and then once that occurs, every, all the elements that we talked about above previously um, take place. And this is the aspect of Rosh Hashanah. Because during the holiday of Rosh Hashanah, tefillah, prayer is in the aspect of deen, it's in the aspect of judgment, mishpat, of justice. It's from the left side. Because judgment belongs to God. As brought down in Dvarim, uh, chapter 1. And through this, through this tefillah in the aspect of deen, when the Balkoah Gadol prays in the aspect of He's able to remove all the life force of the evil side. That the evil side nourished previously from the da'at, the awareness and the prayers of the Jewish people. And this is what is brought down in Tehrim chapter 81. For it is a statute to Israel, a law to the God of Yaakov. Page uh, 16b, 16, that it says, when it says the word chok, and it specifically uses, it brings down this verse in Tehilim, which Rabbeinu is bringing down, ki chok that over there in the Gemara Betzah, it says that when it says chok, it's a reference or denotes dimzona, it denotes nourishment, food. When it says chok, it denotes uh, food. Meaning what? That the tzaddik, the Bar Koach Gadol is able to remove all the nourishment and the life force, the vitality of the evil side. Because, he's, because the evil side is forced, obliged to throw up all, um, everything that it swallowed through the aspect of what is brought down in the verse, Mishpat Yaakov, Allah to the God of Yaakov. Meaning what? What did we say is Mishpat? Meaning through the prayer which is in the state of Din and Mishpat. When the Tzaddik prays a prayer in the state of Din and Mishpat, like Pinchas, it says, Vayimot Pinchas Vayifaler, when the Balkoach Gadol does this, he's able to remove all the life force and nourishment of the evil side. Because he prays in the aspect of this prayer, in the aspect of judgment, which is Mateoz, the staff of strength. That through this he... He makes the Yetzirah, the evil side, vomit up all the holiness which is swallowed from the, the consciousness and the prayers of the Jewish people, as we saw above. And this is the element of Tishrei, the month of Tishrei. This represents Tishrei. As it says in the, in the verse that we saw earlier, that you drove back the sea with your might, you broke the heads of the serpent upon the water. 
Yam Shibata Rashet Aninim. If you take that phrase in between the, in, in the middle of this verse, Yam Shibata Rashet Aninim, that um, that he drove back the sea basically, and uh, he broke the heads of the serpents. Take the first letters of that phrase. Rashi Tevotu Tzeruot Tishrei creates the combination of the word Tishrei Yam as the letter Yud Shin of Shibarta Resh of Rashi and Taninim Tav makes them around. You have Tishrei, the month of Tishrei, which is the month of where Rosh Hashanah takes place. The first day of Tishrei is where Rosh Hashanah takes place. Ve'az Kshemachazir the first two days. Ve'az Kshemachazir Kedushat Adat Shabala, and therefore, when we return the holiness, the holy dat which it swallowed, which the evil side swallowed back to the Jewish people. Then the, the mentalities and the consciousness are back in its perfect state. This is the aspect of Rosh Hashanah. Rosh Daika. Why specifically? Why Rosh Hashanah says the word Rosh? The head of the year. Because when we do this, when we take back all that holiness which the evil side swallowed, we are able to renew the mind, which is the Rosh, the head. We're able to rectify the head and the, the mentalities through that staff of strength, which is the prayer and the aspect of judgment. And whenever we remove all the, the holiness which the evil side swallowed, then we also take out with it its literal life force, which is the aspect of those converts, as we saw. This is the aspect of the month of Tishrei. The brother in Shemot, chapter 23. For you know the soul of the convert because you were strangers in a land, etc., etc., etc. As Hashem is telling us about Egypt when we were strangers in Egypt. He says, just that same sensation of you being in Egypt that you were strangers in a certain land, then you should know the soul of the convert because the convert feels strange to this nation. That's why you have, we have to treat them the same way. Um, as and we can't even remind them that they were converts. It's as if they were Jewish people the entire time. And if you take the last, um, the last letters of this phrase, et nefesh hager ki, you have the tav of et, the shin of nefesh, the resh of hager, and the yud of ki. And if you, um, in 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 order actually, take the letters, it spells out tishre. So we see that the gerim also represent the aspect of tishre. And through these converts, we reveal God's glory. And then the, the, the prophecy is spread throughout. And then holy faith um, is rectified. And then we, we nullify all those fallen and uh, um, those false faiths, those uh, superstitions. And this is represented in the three types of blows of the shofar. The tegia, the tekiya, the long blow, the teruah, the the broken small blows, and the shevarim, the three separated blows. The tekiya, the long blow, the big blow. This represents the revelation of kavod. And now Chabad is going to play with the word tekiya. Bifkinat the brother in Yeshaya chapter twenty-two. How do we know that tekiya represents the revelation of glory? Utkativ yatel b'makom neeman. Utkativ comes from the word tekiya. Utkativ. I'll affix him, yated um, as a peg in a in a secure place. And he'll be a throne of glory, and he'll be a throne of glory. So we see that this utkatid, 
to be affixed in this position is which position? A position of glory. As we see, a throne of glory. So we see that the tekia represents kavod, as we see in this verse, utkatid, which ends up being kise kavod. Teruah represents the spirit of prophecy. Hashem elokavimo. God, um, Hashem, his God is with him. Utruat melechbo. The king's blast in their midst. And if we take a look at about that, that verse is brought down by Midbar, chapter 23. And what does Unkerus translate this verse as? Behon, sorry. What does it mean that the king's blast is in, the midst, in their midst? Teruat Menechbo. Ushkinat Malchehon Behon. The king's divine presence in their midst. Meaning what? Meaning the, the residing of the divine presence, which represents prophecy. Because prophecy only takes place when God's divine presence descends down and rests with this person receiving the prophecy. So we see that Teruah is translated as what? Which means what that Teruah represents that the Shechina is dwelling with you. Which means prophecy. And Shvarim, this book of the Shofar of Shvarim represents the nullification of those um, superstitions and those false faiths. It says in Shemot chapter 23, Surely break their monuments, meaning their idols, their false faiths. As brought down in Tikkun Ezoa, Tikkun 18, Tikkun 21. This represents the nullification, the seizing of those false faiths and the rectification of holy faith. In the aspect of what is brought down in Tehidim chapter 145, the eyes of everyone are looking to you in hope. Come towards Shevarim, those broken blows. So we see that this represents the idea of Emuna. We rectify holy Emuna, which means that we, our eyes are looking up to Hashem in hope. Yisabel comes towards Shevarim, but Yisabel means hope. It's this aspect of holy Emuna. And through Emuna, we merit the renewal of the world. And this also represents an aspect of t- the aspect of Tishrei. Because the world was created in Tishrei. As we know, in page 10b, that the world was created in Tishrei. And the renewal of the world will take place in the aspect of In the aspect of divine providence. And this represents Rosh Hashanah. That God's eyes are constantly set upon it from the beginning of the year, which is Mereshit Hashanah, which is Rosh Hashanah. So we see that Rosh Hashanah represents this idea of Eretz Yisrael, of Hashgacha, of Chidush HaOlam. And then this new song will be awakened in the world. And this is all the aspects. This all represents the aspects of Tishrei. Come and gaze from the mountains of Amana. Which is this aspect of this new song, which will arise in the future, as we see in Shir Hashirim. This is the prophecy: "Come and gaze from the mountains of Emunah." Tashuri comes from the word Tishrei. Tashuri, come and gaze, meaning this gazing comes from the word Tishrei, which is this um, "come and gaze from the mountains of Amana Emunah," which gives rise to this new song. And Rabenu adds the element of the lungs here, and this is the aspect of the lungs. 
we find all the aspects we mentioned above. When the lungs are in its proper state, we see all the aspects are rectified that we talked about above. So we see that when this Baal Koach, this master of strength that we talked about above, who prays in the aspect of judgment, who is able to remove all the holiness which the evil side swallowed, as we saw above in the verse that Pinchas got up and prayed in the aspect of Deen. So this Baal Koach, he's an aspect of what? He's a faithful messenger. To those who send him. Why? Why is he a faithful messenger? Because he is sacrificing his soul on behalf of the Jewish people. This represents the lungs. Because what do the lungs have to do with this? Take a look at the beginning of the verse that we saw about above. We know that this this master of strength is a faithful messenger to those who send him. Because he is asking a messenger to the Jewish people. And he's sacrificing his soul on their behalf. But take a look at the beginning of the, of the verse. As brother in Mishle, chapter 25, like the coldness of snow on a harvest day. So just like the coldness of snow is on a harvest day, so too is a faithful messenger um, to those who send him. So what does this mean? This coldness, this coolness, this represents the lungs, because the lungs cool off the heat of the body. Because if not for the loaves of the lung that were blowing upon the heart, the heart would light up the entire body in its fire. So we see that the lungs are in charge of cooling off. So we see that this cooling off this coldness of the snow on the harvest day is like this faithful messenger to those who send him. So this bal, this tefillah in the bal, this tefillah of the balkoach in the aspect of din is accomplished when a person's lungs are in its proper and me, its proper measure. Because we compare the two in Mishlei chapter twenty-five. We also uh, explain. Rabbeinu is explaining that the perfection of that. The perfection of the data that we talked about above, that through this concept of Tishrei, which is Rosh Hashanah, which is the, the Tikkun for the Rosh and the Bochin, and the Dat, that when a perf- person perfects his consciousness, his mind, his mentalities, this is in the aspect of the lungs. Because we saw many in many different lessons, the essential consciousness and mentalities of, of a person. Um, are maintained through the fatty, fa, uh, the fat, uh, the fats of the body, the oils of the body, because the uh, because the intellect is lit up like a lamp through the oils of the body, and the lungs raise up the oils of this body to the brain through the the breathing of the lungs. We also see through breathing that um, we are able to maintain all the oils of the body. And once we maintain the oils of the body, we're able to um, essentially uh, maintain the the mind. And uh, Rabbi Nathan has a beautiful, beautiful inyan about Hanukkah with regard to this idea.
And therefore, we call the moach, the mind, the neshama, the soul. Because we know the neshama dwells in a person's brain. But Rabbeinu is adding this idea here. Why? It's brought down in Eov chapter 32. The soul from God enables them to understand. Because the essence of a person's mind and consciousness comes through not the neshama but the neshima. It's the same idea, it's the same aspect. Yes, the neshama, but the neshima, the breathing. Because it's through the breathing of the lungs, which maintains the oath of the body, that allows us to actually uh, sustain the mind. Because this, the mind is like a lamp, which can only be lit through oil. And what, how the oil is maintained? Through the, lung, through the lungs. And this is what is brought on in Mishle, chapter 20. The soul of Hashem is the, sorry, the candle of God is the soul of man. That, Man's soul is God's candle. Meaning what? That the intellect is like a lit candle through the oils of the body which rise up and maintain the mind through the breathing of the lungs. We see that the essential way to maintain the mind and a person's that awareness and knowledge is through the lungs. Rabbanu also adds Gerim Rabbeinu is implementing all the ideas that we mentioned above through the concept of the lungs. The converts also, the converts also are in the aspect of what we say with regard to the lungs. Vapor descends, vapor ascends. Which is said about the lungs as the brought down in Tikkun Ezoach. Because there are futilities in the world. They are futility. The work of delusion. Meaning the delusions of this world. The futilities of this world. There's vapors. There's Hevel. And there's Havel also. There's futilities. It comes from the same word. When we take these vapors. Or these futilities, let's say. And we bring them within the midst of Torah and prayer. We create from them holy vapors, holy, holy, um, holy heaven, holy mist. This is the aspect of Gerim convert. Because from this heaven, this futility, which is the work of delusion, it ultimately becomes holy, um, holy heaven. A holy, um, a holy heaven uh, of Torah and Tfilah, which represents the aspect of converts. This is what it's mentioned in Tikkun Ezor, that Hevel ascends and Hevel descends. Hevel descends and ascends. Which is said about the lungs, which receives vapor and mist. And, um, and it, uh, what do you call it? <clears throat> which accepts it and it uh, brings it up and it um, it expels and it intakes this vapor. Which is the aspect of Gerim. Which are created through accepting the futilities of the world. They are futility, the work of delusion. Meaning what? That before the converts 
on the aspect of this futility of the world. They are engaged in the futilities and the vanities of this world. They are like the other Goyim. They engage in the world with all their, their foolishness. So this is the aspect of what is brought down about the lungs, that the lungs um, receive this mist. What's this mist? It's representing the representative of the vanities of the world, that the, the Goyim are like the vanities of the world. Um, but what happens whenever we create converts? Through the aspect that we mentioned above, we, we take those converts, which is basically that mist of the lungs, and we, we expel it, which means what? We do hevel dikdusha. We turn that, that vanity and we turn it into a holy hevel, a holy, a holy mist. Which is uh, through the aspect of Torah and through the aspect of prayer, as we saw about above. So we see Rabban was playing with the words hevel and havel, futilities. And this heaven, this vapor, which the lungs take in and breathe out, basically. And this represents the relationship with the converts, that initially they are part of the other nations, but, but later on they're spit out by the nations, and they're accepted by us, or they're taken in by us, and uh, we take it out from the evil side. We literally take out its life force, um, because the, initially the, the gerim were part of the, the evil side, they're part and parcel of the evil side, but now we take them out and we bring it out and we accept it as a part of us. The revelation of glory, as we talked about above, is in the aspect of Mishle, chapter 3. Honor God from your wealth. It's brought down in the... In, um, um, in a few different places. But look in Mishra chapter 3. Um, Rashi over there. Do not read in from your wealth, rather from your throat. Honor God from your throat. And the throat emerges from the lungs. Meaning the breath from the lungs then gets drawn through the throat, which then gets brought drawn out of, as a voice. So we see, don't honor God from your wealth, but rather from your throat, and the spreading of prophecy, as we talked about above, is the aspect of this ruach, this spirit of the lobes of the lung, which is the spirit of prophecy, chapter 2, verse 23, the spirit of God, he spoke through me, um, so we see that this is a, the same ruach which has to do with the lobes of the lungs have to do with the spirit of Hashem which is the spirit of prophecy the rectification of the imagination and the illusions as we talked about above is, um, is in the aspect of prophecy uh, sorry is in the aspect of the lungs as well because sleep and illusion it depends upon the lungs because the essence of sleep. One sleep and illusions take place through moisture and coolness. Therefore, during the winter time, a person's uh, um, sleep falls upon a person much more easily. And the lungs are cold and they are cool and they are moist. And through this comes this sleep and these illusions, these dreams. Meaning those illusions that come to a person when he's sleeping. Which is the strength of the imagination. So we see that the, um, the rectification of the medame 
takes place through the lungs also. We also see that the renewal of the world is also in the aspect of the lungs. As the brother in Tehilim, chapter 104, um, you'll send your ruach, and they'll be created, and you'll renew the, the face of the, the, the earth. This represents the spirit of the lobes of the lungs as well. That they'll be created with the, that the, the world will be renewed through this ruach, which is the same ruach that takes place of the lungs, that takes place in the lungs, the same spirit of the lungs. And this renewal of the world is in the aspect of hashkacha, of providence, in the aspect of the land of Israel, as we saw above. And this represents the lungs. Page 49. Why was the lungs called which brings Because it brings light to the eyes. And what about the eyes? What, did the eyes have, what do the eyes have to do with it? We see that the lungs have to do with the eyes because the eyes, sorry, that the lungs were called lungs because because of the word which means to see, meaning it illuminates the eyes. That the, the light of the eyes are brought from the lungs. So we see that the lungs are connected to the eyes. But what did Eretz Yisrael have to do with the eyes? Because we said above that God's eyes are constantly upon the land. Which is said about Eretz Yisrael. So we see that the land of Israel also has the idea of the eyes. And where did the eyes get their strength from? The lungs. So we see that the lungs is also the aspect of Eretz Yisrael. And we said that the land of Israel represents divine providence. We also see that the melody of this, this, this new melody and this new song is also in the aspect of the lungs. It says in the verse, Call out Begaron with a throat, without restraint. Raise your voice like a shofar. So we see this idea of the lungs. We say that the, the Garon. Um, emerges from the throat. The throat emerges. Sorry, the, the throat emerges from the lungs. A person's speech and voice emerges from the lungs, and uh, this also has to do with the the um, the voice of this and this this new melody. We saw above that the the throat represents the lungs, and it's over there. And the aspect of the throat, which this nigun takes place, as it says, Raise your voice like the shofar. The shofar represents this, this melody. Because we saw above that this melody represents the kashofar, which is kaful, shalush, pashut, and ravua. Kashofar is an acronym for those, uh, the, sing, the song that's kaful, uh, double, shalush, triple, Pashut, single, and Ravua, Kajupu. So Rabbeinu is implementing all these elements that we talked about in the lesson within the aspect of the lungs. And finally, The rectification for the fragrance and for the fear, which we said, that Mashiach will breathe with the fear of God. So we see that fragrance and fear are connected, as we saw above. And we know that the fear and the fragrance is the sustenance for the soul. So we see that 
We talked about above in the lesson that we rectify this fragrance and this fear through all the men- through all the aspects that we just talked about, which we talked about at the beginning of the, at the um, in the past few podcasts. But Rabban was explaining that also the tikkun for the reach and the ira is also rectified through fear. Because the combination of letters of the word re'ah, which spells out lung, resh yud alev he, if you take out, if you take these le- these letters of re'ah, it's um, and you take the phrase Hashem ro'ilu God is my shepherd lo I don't lack, I don't lack anything. Take the last letters of yud ke vav ke ro'i. Lo this phrase in Tehillim chapter 23, Hashem Take those last letters of that phrase, you have Yud Kevavke, which the last letter is He, Lo I, the last letter is Yud, Lo, the last letter is Aleph, and Echsar, the last letter is Resh. You have, it spells out the word Re'ah. If you mix them around, the combination of letters create Re'ah lungs. Hashem God is my shepherd, I don't lack anything. When it says that in the phrase, this is the aspect of the sustenance of the soul. Because it represents Re'ah, the lungs. And we said the lungs, which is the aspect of breathing. The breathing, which is the fragrance. The fragrance sustains the soul. And this is why it says, I don't lack anything. As it says in Tehillim, For those who fear him lack nothing. Which represents fear. Meaning, once you have fear, you lack nothing. And fear is the aspect of this fragrance, which is the sustenance of the soul. And that's it for today. And I believe Bezrat Hashem next class will finish off the lesson. Um, starting with Vizeperush.